This is Maurice Boykin. What's going on? It's your boy, Demarco Motri. How y'all doing, man? I hope y'all are doing well. This is Wire to Wire Sports and the Wire to Wire Podcast. We got a great show for y'all, man. We're ready for y'all. Um, great show. Rejuvenated. We're ready to go, man. Like, we're ready to talk sports. I haven't talked to my guy, Maurice, about sports in a, little, in a hot second. So we're ready to share with you guys. I think we guys got a real good, interesting show for y'all. So, um, yeah. Let's go I ahead and show y'all better than I can tell y'all, but definitely gonna be more scheduled from here on out. So you all, yeah, stay we work some things out. Yeah, we work some things that. out. Um, but essentially, we're gonna start off with the NFL and we're transition into some to some basketball topics. Um, but overall, I just want to know why the draft is so far out. I don't understand I, it. I, I, I remember being, you know, deep into the offseason, but not this deep. Roger Goodell made this decision a couple of years ago to push the draft back, thinking that, you know, the draft is really the premier event of the offseason. So the further you push it back, I guess he's thinking the more interest and the more hype it'll garner. But it's kind of making me fall asleep on the whole thing because I'm ready for it. The combine was about a month ago, feel like. You know what I mean? Super Bowl yeah. was two months ago. So it's like, it shouldn't take this long for me to know who my team is drafting and to get them people assimilated into our into our culture. Because now you're making, because offseason probably going to be minicamp mini OTAs, a rookie minicamp probably going to be a right week corner, or so. Honestly. Yeah, a week or so from the, um, from the draft. So, you don't give a lot of people a lot of time to get signed. You don't give a lot of people because sometimes people hold out. Like last year, Roquan um, put out a little while. So yeah, it's not that it's, it's not that it's you know a crazy deal, but I think it's a little bit too far out. What you think? Um, honestly, as far as like the drive go, I feel like didn't did everybody have like their pro day like last week? Like, why is it taking so long? I, like. Pro day, might, pro day might have been weeks ago. Like, last week, maybe, but the combine was at least three weeks ago. I feel ago. like somebody that, uh, like, Kyler Murray had this, like, a month ago. So, somebody that's going in the uh, first round had this, like, not so long ago. Honestly, I just, they need to just go ahead and boost it back up. I think it just waited a little bit too long. I feel like. Because you don't let baseball start and be deep into the, and be a couple weeks in, not deep, but a couple weeks in. And you don't, you don't have to draft, not to draft. If you really want to do it, I would say now the time. Like this Thursday, which is April 4th, I think that's a good time for the draft. Almost exactly two months from the Super Bowl. So you give people time to do their scouting, give people time to have their combine, but you don't make them wait two and a half months or then there are three months. I feel like I feel like free agency shouldn't have been I feel I feel like that should be a little bit closer mm-hmm. to the draft too because I mean I mm-hmm. ain't a little bit after I feel I like they realize. should I feel like they should overlap a little bit more because if you don't address something in a draft that you need a position in or that if you weren't able to get the guy that you work mm-hmm. in a certain position you just still have a chance to go on free agents I mean you can still sign guys but I feel like it should be a little bit closer for you to kind of figure that out because all the marquee guys are going to be gone by the time after the, after the draft comes it's going to be nothing but scraps so I it, it definitely very good up. point. I think I think you're right. Um, I forgot about free agency. That's the other premier event of the off season. Um, I like when they start free agency. They kind of started 
uh, I think the, the league year might have started March 16th. I don't know why that date resonates mm. in my head. But but I think you put the draft a couple weeks after free agency or a week or so after the free agency. And like you said, they sort of overlap a bit. Then you give teams the flexibility to draft their guys. And, you know, all the premier free agents going to sign them first couple weeks, you know. And then, and then you have the draft, mm. right? And so now you still have some mid-level to um, to maybe special team, you know, mid-level starters to um, role player NFL deaf guys that you can address now. Yeah, I feel like that would just give the yeah. teams advantages too, because I mean that prevents a situation like when the Seahawks had to sign Matt Flynn when they are they knew they were gonna go draft Matt, uh, Russell Wilson. Or when the Bears got uh, mm-hmm. Glenn in, but they already knew they were going to get Trubisky. Especially in that quarterback market, it just confuses things because you're like, okay, I got to address the quarterback position. Even like a Tyrod Taylor with uh, Baker Mayfield, it's like, dang, okay, let me go get address with a veteran. Then the drive comes, you got another guy. So it's like, damn, like with running backs, that happens a lot too. Like Carlos Hyde and uh, Nick Chubb. Safety. Yeah, safeties, exactly. Well, I, so. Yeah. You, so, like, if you, if you have the draft already, then, then, then now you know, okay, where are my holes at? Where are my deficiencies? And there's going to be a slew of free agents that you could have chosen um, to, to fill those holes and deficiencies. So off rip, we both agree that the draft need to be a little further into the, the year, more so as opposed to April 20th or 27th when it is, perhaps it can be more like April 4th, first week in April, compete with, you know, Major League Baseball opening day because you could probably... You can mess um, those numbers up for sure. sure. You can definitely disrupt. Yeah, you can supplant... You can... Because baseball opening opening day almost got supplanted by uh, free agency and, and March Madness and and uh, the NBA. So NFL, uh, NFL draft would definitely kill those numbers. No, they definitely would. I think the NFL just go ahead and make that move. I think that'd be the best. And, and it used to be that way. It used to be a little closer. They pushed it back for whatever reason. I'm thinking they need to push it back a little further uh, back in this way. Oh, just a quick side note. Have you seen the Jets' new uniforms? Yeah, I saw that. They were ugly. Do you think it's worth it? I don't, I don't like them. I like the black ones. I ain't like them either. I ain't want to be no hater, but I ain't like them things. I, I, never, I never really liked the thing is, like that. I, I never really Exactly. Yeah. So my thing is, they weren't they weren't that good, and then they change them to something that's also not that good. My thing is, if you're gonna change that, you gotta go all the way away from what you were doing and, and do something nice. Yeah, it just seemed like the, the black ones are, are cool, but, but they look like high school jerseys to me. Yeah, they look like high school jerseys. Yeah, they, they look like, like literally like two K my player. I'm about to make your jersey right now. Exactly. Like, that's exactly how they look. When they when they leak, people thought it was fake. Cause I'm like, is this really with them? they've been put out that's what they came up with after all these years this i'm so glad that jacksonville is about okay. to uh, rock their old jerseys again i hated those helmets with the gold and black like the matte black and the gold oh, like of course, i know yeah. they, yeah. they made a nice uh they made a nice decision to to go back to a better um uniform because football you want to be yeah. tough i don't want to look look at no helmet that got and not even it's not even um uh what you call it it's not even we call it the south uh uh, no, when it's two equal sides, oh, symmetric. And I, it wasn't even symmetric. Oh, yeah, it was, it was like, like faded in. The bottom yeah. third, exactly. It was like it, this it matte black. Good, like, <laughs> and then it would have like a, yeah. I don't know what that was, man. 
Yeah, but but yeah, draft need to be a little closer up to give people more time or to give free agents a little better of a chance to get on teams a little bit earlier. Because now you're going to be signing people all the way into minicamp, all the way into OTAs, which is which is whatever. But, you know, it could be better. Um, next, you know, speaking, speaking of the draft, the burning question is basically for Arizona, do you keep Josh Rosen or do you take Kyler Murray because you can't have both? You can't. Um, well, here here at Wire to Wire Sports, we like to, uh, you know, put on that general manager hat and kind of like talk about these different like team transactions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so this is, the, so here goes the segment. If I were the GM of the Cardinals, because let alone, you know, what we can't pre- predict what they're going to do. But what will we do? Um, we gonna call. Yeah, no, we gonna uh, the little game we plan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and coin the phrase right now. We gonna be the uh, specific managers. We gonna be the specific managers to the specific situation right here, and that's all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna coin that right okay. now. Um, I think you need to go ahead and move on. All right, so I'm just sorry. All right, so so here's the big picture. You saying you, one year ago you drafted Rosen, I believe at ten. Mm-hmm. He was, a, I believe, the fourth quarterback taken after Josh Allen, um, Mayfield, and uh, yeah. Sam Darno and Mayfield. So, top 10 pick, though. And he did not look too bad his first rookie year. He had a lot of moving pieces. Offense coordinator stunk. Offensive line stunk. He showed glimpses, but didn't show, he didn't show you anything that, you know, was a burning desire to keep him. So, you're saying you got to move on from Rosen and why? Oh, well, obviously, it's going to be pretty humiliating for their GM, their current GM, to deal to that. Because yep. not only did they draft him at 10 just last year, they, not, they also had to trade assets for it. I believe they had to trade their first and a third. Ooh, and so they had to actually trade it yeah. up for Rosen. So they already gave away some assets. And these fools end up being number one overall pick the next year. Right, the next year. Yeah, no, precise, yeah, exactly. Then, on top of that, they had to fire their coach. They literally hired him last year. They hired they fired him mid-season. You even give him a full year. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, so the GM that, is just being – he's just dog shit right now. Like, he hasn't really – like, he's he, – he looks like a moron up Phoenix there, to be honest. rough – exactly. He does. Because you shouldn't be picking a quarterback – Back-to-back years. That should that should never happen to anybody in the first round. Now, I mean, they know Rosen. They know. I mean, but they know Rosen more than like we ever would. So, I mean, if they if they go through the assessment and say, okay, Rosen, he can be. We believe in him still. He can still be our guy. They can trade out of that number one pick. This could be a team thirsty enough to do whatever for Kyler Murray. And I mean, that's a good situation. You just have to be able to assess whether you think Kyler Murray who's better, Kyler Murray or Rosen. Whoever's better, you got to gotcha. So it's not about who I got. It's, hey, no one overall pick. And the quarterback is what you have to get right, which is why the Giants made so much a head-scratching decision last year. So so you're saying you picking off of who's better between Rosen and Kyler. If, if Kyler better and Rosen got to go, give me at least a first or second-round pick, and he's yours. Because I know they got a second-round pick on the table, but they're waiting because the draft is so far Right, out there's a lot of time to mull it over. That they don't have to exactly – not even mull over. They got all this time in the world to to get better offers, you know, for, for Rosen. You know, they can they, they can hold out for a first. Yeah, somebody's going to get frisky. So, because, mm-hmm, you know, Washington need a quarterback, Chargers, Giants. You know, it's a lot of quarterback teams. I mean, a lot of people need a quarterback. 
So you're saying you move on from Rosen. Initially, I was like right there with you because Kyler Murray to me is once in a generation. But, but, if I could trade out of that number one overall pick and really build this team up, Josh Rosen can get the job yeah. done. If I, and I can fill so many more holes if I can get if I can get um, a top ten pick in return. Because if, if I'm, I'm trading out number one, I want a top ten yeah, in return, and I want and I want I want a one and a two next year. You're right. So those are three people I got to hit on, of right. course. Oakland style. Now I got to hit on these picks, and to me, Colin Murray is gonna be a hit. So. Yeah, and I mean, if somebody offers you, I mean, if somebody throws the kitchen sink at you, uh, I definitely would opt in doing that because there's a lot of holes you can't fill. I feel like that number one pick. And you just got the quarterback last year, so it's just like, and that, and that's where it really comes to. If Rosen had been in the league for a couple of years, like at least two or three, and was average at best, and then, then you say, all right, you got Kyler Murray, or you can keep Rosen. Rosen may bust out, or he may be great. I go Kyler because he just, Kyler, I know is going to be good. Yeah, I don't know how good he's going to be, but I know he's going to—he's—he's athletic. He can throw. I'm not sure if he's going to be Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson, or you know, I don't know what he's going to be, but I liken him to Russell Wilson. Mm. So Kyler Murray is somebody that I can trust to to be athletic and throw, but I don't know if I trust him. To win the Super Bowls, you know, it's just, it just, it just, because his, 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 his attitude is, is laid back. His demeanor is calm, but I'm not sure if he's a leader. So we'll see about that. He may lead by example. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll let Kyler come in the league and play it out that way. But if I'm the GM of the Cardinals and I'm sitting on number one overall pick, and in this draft, you know, the best player in the draft is is Joy Bosa. Well, not Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa. Yeah, brother. He's the best player in the draft. He's the best player in the draft to me. But Kyler is the once-in-a-generation player where you don't know if you're going to get another one like him and how soon is he going to come back around. You know? So it's so it's a situation where if they could, if they could trade out that number one overall pick and still get a Bosa or still get an Oliver – or still get a uh, Josh out, Quentin Williams. Then I may say do it. A Quentin Williams. Then I may say do it. But if they can't get in that top five, then I say they don't do it. I say you gotta go with Kyler because nobody else is gonna change the program up outside that top five. In my opinion, I like Haskins a lot, but if you get him top five, you're reaching. You yeah, know? for sure. So, so if I'm the GM of the Cardinals. At this point, for Rosen, second round pick or see you later, you know, because I don't, because I, I wouldn't, if I'm another team, I'm not offering you more than a second round pick for Josh Rosen. You, you got to give him up anyway. I know you get Kyle Murray. So that's why you don't want to, you know, that's why you, you know, you mull it over. You don't take the first thing coming because mm-hmm. you want to at least make it seem like you got interest in keeping Josh Rosen. But really, you know, he's out. Now, of originally, you bring in thought. 
that they were gonna. I, so I, I thought they were gonna actually pull the trigger. Like when I, like when I first like thought about it, I was like, okay, they gonna go ahead and pull give Kylie, go get Kylie. But now that I like thought it over and kind of think about it, I think they're pump faking. I think they're kind of make everybody think they're gonna go take Kylie Murray so they can beef up that price. If if you're if you're New England, if New England offers you at thirty two, a hey, I got the first round pick for Rose right now. Do you take it at the Cardinals? Are you doing it? That's it. Quarterbacks are so valuable. And he, this guy's only in his second year. So let's say you spent a 10 overall pick on him last year. You spent that 10. And in return for the 10, you're getting a 32. You know right. what I mean? That's a, that means you have to accept defeat. No, you know, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's just to the GM. But you really got to accept defeat. Because that means you got to say, all right. I got this asset, Damn. and yeah, I'm gonna get a first round pick for him, but I spent the 10 on him. I spent him. the 10 on him. So now Kyler gotta be the man. Yeah, you otherwise I mean? you're gone. Like if he's not, but he's doing. The whole point of you even in the situation is, is because you ended up with a number one overall pick. If they didn't have number one overall pick, I don't even think this is a conversation. Yeah, it's not. But obviously some didn't go right, and these guys lucked up and got the number one overall pick. And so at this point, it changes everything because it goes from, okay, logically, you don't move on a quarterback this fast, but logically, you don't end up number one overall pick after you were 10 and then a guy like Kyler come around. So this is something that is extraordinary situation. It's not something that is everyday, easy decision right. to make. Unprecedented. So it's not like, exactly, best better word, unprecedented. So with unprecedented situation, you need to make a a wise, dynamic decision. And the safer route, if I'm the GM, is to go ahead and take Bosa and and rock out and let's do it. The aggressive route is take Kyler and try to get as much in return for Rosen as I can and try to establish a new regime, a new thing with Cliff Kingsbury. Because that's the man that we forget about. I believe he has the most say in this decision. Because if Cliff say... I want my boy. I want my boy, like he said earlier. And you hired this man off from Texas Tech, who hasn't won a yeah, thing. Yeah, off the street. Then you got to get him his boy so that he has no excuse. Right. Right? If he say, hey, I can work with Josh Rosen. You build me a defense. Then you get Bosa. So if I'm the GM, I take a step back, I look at everything, and guess what I do? I draft Kyler for Cliff. I do it for Cliff. Yeah. I say, all right, Cliff, here you go. So much. If you can, if you can get, if you can get market value for this man Rosen, if you can get close, you market value. You're probably. I mean, if you can get at least eighty on the dollar. Mm-hmm. That was you can get a on the book. I, I can do that. I can do a that. On I, can the do that. I, would, I would do it. Yeah, I would swallow it and then move on. Because I mean, if Kyler's a rock star, because you don't want to be a pass on Kyler. Like, what if he blows up and you passed on that? Yeah, you're, you're. But done. also, Rosen has the potential to be like Philip Rivers, and not mentality wise, but arm and accuracy right. wise, he's good. Yeah, you just got to put. Like, you just got to support him. Good. You just got to get a, a good O line in there. Exactly. You got to support Rosen, and he, he got to stay healthy. You're right, but he got some potential, so you don't want to be missing on him either. So they ain't really in. The, they really in an unenviable position. So that's what you get for being poorly run. 
Yeah, yeah, he had a uh, he definitely had a bad year last year. Hopefully, he can bounce back. But but I guess you know, for our specific management situation, we're both hopping on the phone. Not today, not tomorrow, but before draft night, and having some team who's like the Redskins or Chargers come crawling to us with at least a first round pick. Yeah, for sure. And I wouldn't even mind. I wouldn't even mind. Uh, well, definitely not this year's first round. Honestly, not. Nah, I, I could do a second, man. <laughs> I could do a second. You could do a second if you got a quarterback. Yeah. But if you're the Redskins, oh my goodness. You better give up. Yeah, you, you better. Especially with Alex you better leg give up. destroyed and mangled, like it's over with. You gotta. And you got Case Keenum, the ultimate villain. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, he's just a lame duck quarterback. Like it, you gotta yeah, get something else. You're not going anywhere with that. But um, I want to move on from that topic. How about yeah, let's switch to the NBA, man. NBA, where amazing happens. Now, this topic comes up from our life. Yeah, I, I had to bring the car, my homeboy. I was in the car with my homeboys, man. And somebody said Kyrie was the best finisher of all time at the rim with the best handles of all time. And then someone else echoed that. So two people told me that Kyrie was the best finisher at the rim and best ball handler. And no, they were not less than the age of 15. <laughs> they, were, they were in their 20s. Right. So, you know, they should have known yeah, better. Yeah, they should have. But basically... I kind of like froze a bit, <laughs> looked at looked at them to see if they were dead serious. Like, do y'all know Allen Iverson? I know, yeah. Do y'all know the man who who cemented the crossover as the go-to move? Yeah. The the finger roll. The man who literally did you see the um finish when he he got fouled or and he just like kind of finger rolled, like a sky high finger roll, and it, and it nothing but net. nothing but net. yeah, no, no, no. You, you I, talking about you talking about him? Iconic. Well, honestly, iconic. When you told me that your homeboy said that. I was like, bro, it had to be medicinal, bro, bro. In, 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 <laughs> the, in, the, in the word of my, uh, in the word of one of my uh, people that I listen to, Jalen Rose. Right, that's a that's a failed test for sure. Oh, oh yeah, it's a failed test because <laughs> yeah. Kyrie Irving of this generation is the best finisher at the rim, has the best handles to me. For sure. Oh, no, no, for sure. Not. Now, handles right up there. Curry got some handles. You know yeah, Curry I mean? got the handles. And, yeah. and Bakari got finishing on a lot. He got the best layup package you can have. Yeah, that layup package now, that is I, insane. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. So this generation, I can see why you say, oh, man. you know, Kyrie If you ain't really watch, I can definitely understand why you would say that. Exactly. Yeah. But... Please tell me if you didn't watch Alan Iverson so I can be like, all right, that makes sense. Right. Just say you don't know. You just don't yeah, know. Yeah, just say you don't know. You just don't know. You just don't That's me my thing with arguing with dudes in sports. It's like, look, bro, if you don't know what you're talking about, just don't even argue it, bro. Just don't. You don't know. It's all good. I'm not pressing you. I go judge you, bro, but just don't. Now, to put some things in perspective, Kyrie Irving, great player. Averages 22 points. She's about 46 percent. Um, about about five or six assists, right, for his career, yeah. right. And he's won a championship, something that Allen Iverson can never do. However, 
Allen Iverson is a four-time scoring champ. Not 22 points a game. (laughs) Four-time scoring champion. I'm talking about literally the answer. I'm talking about came in the league, dropped 20, averaging 23. And this man averaged 22 for his career. And Allen Iverson averaged 26 for his career. Four points in the NBA game is a lie for averages. So that's number one. Number two, Allen Iverson played 914 games. And you already know for those last, I would say, about 160, 200, 300 games, he averaging like 18 to 17 points. So really, in the prime of his career, where Kyrie is now, that man would have been averaging about 28, 29 points a game. Oh, most definitely. He scored over 30 points five times. Carrying teams to playoffs. And that's another thing, too. This man to is doing it as the primary ball handler and primary scorer on his team. And I don't want to hear nothing about Dikembe Mutombo. Like, yo, exactly. Or the Eric Nuggets Snow, or the Pistons. Like, I don't want to hear nothing. Like, like, all that did. Only because when you ever see Melo win anything? No, precisely. How you going to say, how, how you going to compare having Melo to having LeBron? That doesn't LeBron? compare at all. Think about it. This man Kyrie, look, when he was by himself, no Braun Braun, guess where this man was? Not in the playoffs. Still doing his thing, still, still hooping, still shucking still and diving, you know what I'm saying? Still hooping. And even this year, by himself, let's say like this year That's right here, score. his year seven year, 23.9, five boards, seven assists. Really good, right? Yeah. Allen Iverson in this same point in his career, guaranteed averaging 30. Let me look at this up. Yeah, uh in his seventh year, he was averaging 27. The mm. year before mm. the pat the two years before he was averaging 31. Mm. And Kyrie never even sniffed. Nothing. Yeah, he, the highest that Kyrie Irving has ever scored in the season is twenty-five. And he's at that right now. And so, you, so you can't tell me that he's a better finisher because Allen Iverson ain't nothing but six feet. And How do you think he's scoring thirty? He he really had no jump shot. I mean, he, he had a mid-range, but he didn't really shoot many threes. How you think he getting? How you think he getting thirty? Right, shooting, shooting like Curry. You know that man finishing at the rim back when they could foul. Yeah, he, like three, from the three ball, he's he, he was shooting about thirty percent. So I mean, he was very average right, for that year. Right, yeah. Curry shoot way, way better from three. You know, Kyrie is a better shooter than him. I, I will give you right. That. When it comes to getting to that hoop and getting a bucket, this man, he's the one. And when it when it comes to handles, man. Allen Iverson has crossed up Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, <laughs> Michael Jordan. Okay. Michael freaking Jordan. When it comes to finishing, Kyrie so smooth that by the time he gets to the basket, he really got maybe nobody around him. It could be an awkward, you know, it could be a very awkward uh, finish for mm. him. But he done... But he has smoothed you out and created some space to where he got to now make a lay. Yeah. Allen Iverson a little different with it. That man will come through with some... Uh, Allen Iverson will come through twisting around you, go underneath the basket, reverse, finger roll. 
Filet. Yeah, yeah, it was just Filet. He averaged 30 in back-to-back seasons. Come on now. <laughs> he did it twice. He more assists in his career 30, too. He averaged 30 back-to-back twice. Come on, y'all. You don't know. I love Kyrie. Yeah, I love Kyrie. I love Kyrie. I mean, him on the ISO but, is you, magic. but you not knowing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you watch the Kyrie highlights, you're like, wow, this is dude like the greatest guy ever. Like, but no, you, you just gotta understand, bro. Like AI, there's people wow. that come before. Dude, I don't know if that happens 35 times. Nah, it's about it's four times in the season. Okay. I had to make sure. There's four times. There's four times. It's all good though. It's all good. It's four times. But essentially, well, what the debate was, best handles ever, best finishes ever. Oh, yeah, no, um, yeah, AI, he, um, he averaged 31, 31, 30, 33, and then 31. So, yeah, five times. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I need, I need Kyrie to average more than 25 Mm-mm. before we start comparing Mm-mm. him to AI there. <laughs> Yeah, it just—it's just a tough comparison. You know, I ain't blaming nobody for thinking that way, but man, that's a tough—that's a tough thing to say to me. Yeah, to me. Because I'm looking at it like, hold up, you talking about the goat? You talking about one of the goats? You talking about you talking about Allen Iverson? Carry the team to the finals. Seriously, Allen Iverson. Five eleven, carrying. Right, Allen Iverson, nothing to mess with, man. Like, I, I like Kyrie. I love Kyrie. <laughs> I, I don't think he compared to AI in terms of scoring. Now handles is is up. Handles is debate. I mean, that's a debate. I mean, I'll debate handles with you because because you because because Kyrie Kyrie's has some, a sicko when it comes to the serious handles. He's a sicko. Like sicko. So and and, and Allen Iverson had the handles, and he I will put Allen Iverson above him because of that crossover. But but Kyrie definitely a little bit more creative with the handles. So. I don't know. You can have that debate with your mama. Right. But, <laughs> but when it comes to finishing at the rim, how else do you think this man was getting 26, 20, I mean, 26 points a game? He hit two point jump shots, baby. Two point jump shots. Finish at the rim. Finish at the rim. That's how he did it. That's how he did it. Now, one thing is that AI was never as efficient as Kyrie, and Kyrie's not super efficient either, but AI was never as efficient as him because of the teams he played on. He literally must have taken all the shots or else it was going to be a bad show. Yeah, and then also, too, he played for Larry Brown, who hated the three ball. Like, he did not let (laughs) your team shoot the three ball. He didn't believe that it was real basketball. He wanted him to Get, get to the hoop and then shoot a mid range, and then they, that's another reason why as well too. But I mean, I mean, he shot about thirty five percent best for his career, so you know it's probably best that he lay off the three ball. Right. Way. He's his thing was finishing and driving, and so I just don't see how you can sit here and try to tell me that this man averaged about eight to ten field goals a game, and he only averaged. At most one three a game, so all the other shots is finishing. Yeah, to the them are those are finishers. You know what I mean? Those are either step back crossover finishers or step back crossover tough middies. But 
But I'm taking AI over over Kyrie. Yeah, every time, every time. And I mean, Kyrie got a chance to maybe one day get up there with him. But I mean, as of right now, I cannot can't count him just yet. Yeah, and they both um, round one pick one. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They both first overall picks now, so it ain't like it ain't like I'm throwing shade on them, and it's and it ain't close. You know, they they're comparable. You know what I mean? And it's just something that I wanted to get out there and for the world to know. Because a lot of people don't know that Allen Iverson averaged 30 in the playoffs, too. Get out yeah. of here. Come on, man. <laughs> he averaged 30 in the playoffs, y'all. Get out of here. See you later. You know what I mean? Like, it's all it's all respect this way for, for Kyrie. But you can't sit here and tell me that 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 he's better than Allen Iverson. Yeah, with Bron Bron. Because he's not on, even bro. there yet. Come on, now. <laughs> that's rain. That's, that's, that's jewelry all day. Like how he hit that tough no, shot. No, he's gonna hit the tough. You know, he hit the dagger you know, for so sure. Clutch factor, he might have it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, but it's just a different game when you by yourself, averaging 30. Whereas Kyrie's trying to figure that out now. So if Kyrie ever figured that out, then we'll come back and have this conversation. But, but overall, yeah, it ain't even close. Yeah, it's not close. But you know. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't close. That's what we're here, though, to educate. That's what we're here to just inform. Yeah, yeah educate and inform, like you said. Educate and inform. So now you know, for, for everybody out there who didn't know, Allen Iverson averaged 30 four to five times. So father just, just keep that in mind. He's a father of the finger roll, father of the, uh, well, he had father of the finger roll, he followed a crossover, but he, great finger roll, great finisher. Okay. Yeah. The answer. All right. Off my um tyrant. Off my uh off my high horse. Yeah, had that trust quick. Yeah, sure. Playoffs coming up in in this NBA game. Playoffs coming up real soon. And first round typically is a snooze yeah. fest. Um, but the East is better this year and the West is still as deep as ever. So is there any particular matchup that you're looking forward to seeing or any particular matchup that you're excited about? Um, well, we could go, yeah, since you talked about the East first, we could start with them. Um, so the Bucks probably going to play the eight seed. So right now it's between the Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat as far as, <laughs> as, far as fighting Sorry. for that eight seed. Well, and, and then Don't also the Nets are t- and the Nets are tied up with the Magic too, so it could really go either way. Uh, which one? The Nets need to be. Now, I like the Nets for some reason. I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. I like D'Angelo Russell. I, I like their program. I have no idea how Orlando is doing what they're doing. Literally, I'm lost for words. Go ahead, Steve Clifford. I see you. Who would you rather see play the Bucks? Who do you think has the best chance between the Nets, the Magic, and the Heat? I don't want to see any of that. <laughs> if I'm looking, if I'm looking at, I'd rather see Raptors and 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 Nets. That's a playoff matchup I want to see because the Nets they might not get a, they probably will get a game. I think versus the Raptors, I really do. I think they could pull together a game in Brooklyn. Um, it would have been really cool to see Pacers Celtics if Depot was there, but I don't even care about that one eight because that's a because that's gonna be. Giannis first uh, playoff series win. I- I'm mainly interested in that 2-7. I want to see Toronto versus Brooklyn really bad. 
I, I kind of want to see uh, D Wade get that one last round in the playoffs, just to, just to see if he can pull out any magic for us. I think that I also wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the playoffs, but I just, just see like a little Kobe I Bryant just, magic like, at the end. That Heat team is drigging. Oh no, no, they're never gonna, they're never, just, they're never gonna get waxed for sure, for sure. But as far as just like story it's not even, that, it's not even that they're gonna lose it. They're just so dry. It's like the Heat are. Dry. <laughs> it's a, it's a dry like, heat. Nets got some swag wrong, you know. Nets got D'Lo and they got Carousel Vert a little bit. They got uh, my boy, uh, my boy with the dreads, Mari Carroll. They got Joe Harris, and they got they got some they got Alan Crowder. They got some ball players. My boy Jared Allen. And they got some they got some ball players, and they got some swag on their team. So that's why I don't want my seeing them play because I know they're gonna bring some entertainment to the table, especially with D'Lo. The Heat, man, they just. Man, they got Kelly on Linda. They dry. I feel like they mean? got like five of that. the same guy, like between like Tyler Johnson Justice and like Justin Winslow, like James Josh Johnson. Richardson. Yeah, like they, the yeah, they all. Yeah, they're 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 cool and all because they're hanging out. They hang out for their life, but really the East first round, and I don't want to see it. Now the East second, the second round for the East is gonna be Heat. Yeah, that second round, round that's, that's gonna be magic. That's, that's where you pull out the popcorn. Dude, this first round, I ain't even worried about that. Sixers Pistons here is not gonna be really that. like that's gonna be bull, but Drummond is gonna get bodied by a bead. He got real estate in his head. And Pistons are better than Pistons are solid, but they're dry too. It's just a bunch of dry teams out there in the East. Yeah, with the, like Pacers dry. You know, everybody from the five to eight seed except for Pitt, except for seven Nets are dry. Now in the West, though. You know, whoever play OKC first is is what I want to see, because right now they sitting on seven. That seven spot would be beautiful. Of, because they because the Spurs hit a little landslide. The Spurs were were, were doing a little something. Hello? Mom on the phone. But yeah. I don't want I don't want OKC to see Golden State. I love to see OKC play Denver and knock them off. I think that'll happen. Yeah, no, I think that if we could, if, if they could get that seven seed, I think that'll actually be a blessing in the sky because I think they could definitely beat the Nuggets as long as they don't get that eight seed. I feel like they could gain momentum. They've got a tough schedule at the end. They gotta go. They gotta play the Bucks, but I think the Bucks are gonna rest up, so I don't think it's gonna be too tough. Then they gotta play um, Houston, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think Portland versus Utah is, is one to watch. That's going to be a really interesting series. I think that's going to be a really difficult. No nerve. No yeah, I, like Utah. Utah. I don't like them as an organization because they stole the Pelicans' name. Yeah, give, give them their name back. Let's, we got to start a petition, man. We, who, who we need to email, man? Yeah, get, get, get New Orleans their name back, bro. I mean, Utah. There's, yeah, get the Mormons. There's no, there's, there's no, man, there's no you, jazz bro. music in Utah. There's no type of soul, but, like. <laughs> but they can really compete with Portland, like a level to level. Spider can match up with with Dame, and if CJ come back, he'll help. But they got a couple ballers out there in Utah that can that that, that can kind of be defensive and got in that series right now and kind of lock up one of them. If I had to pick one. Oh, I, I really want to go Portland, but they got so many injuries. I know Utah at this point. And for some reason, like Utah, I can see them winning. I just don't know why I see Utah winning. That man, man. Donovan Mitchell is like, a real sicko. Just when you get to know him, like and seeing them win last year, he's a, he's a sicko for sure. Does influence me. 
it definitely influences me seeing them win last year versus OKC. If your teammate, if your teammate ready for Utah, then you may not come out of there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got to be ready to beat Utah. You got to be coming hard to beat Utah. If you if you if you underman or you man down or you ain't ready, you talking to f around and, and knock you off. Yeah, and especially if the Portland doesn't have CJ because that man Gobert is on another defensive player of the year uh, tight like season so it's going to be tough for him to score inside if they don't have CJ to come straight out of the floor so that's going to be cool yeah, too so out west I really want to see OKC Denver and Portland Utah I could care less about the East first round matchup I hate to say it Oh, yeah, no, I don't but know I do like the Nets versus versus Raptors as a potential um, guilty pleasure that, that Rockets Clippers is actually going to be a little bit more interesting than a lot of people will think uh, it is. Uh, I think that's actually going to be pretty yeah. interesting. I like I like Montrez Harrell a lot. He's a dog. Me too. I like uh, I, I like the Clippers bill. I wish I would have kept um, Tobias. You know what I mean? But they going to get that the man, um, yeah. boy Lou Will, bro. Like putting him for South Burnett, man. Like he's six man of the year easy. I think that's going to be very They're deep. They're a deep team, well coached, but... You know, if Houston let this series be close, I'm gonna be disappointed. In I mean, I, 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 I mean, Houston's definitely gonna win it, but I think they gonna. I think, I think, I think the Clippers gonna win one or two games for sure. Oh no, Jay. I bet, I, bet I like him, but I don't know. Jay. Watch out, Danilo. Danilo's healthy too. Danilo's a dog, bro. Danilo cool. I want to see Nah, dog. yeah. Good. When he when he's, he's healthy, that boy's nice. Danilo Gallinari is on my favorite. I like Gallo. I used to get on FanDuel all the time. I like Gallinari. You just stay hurt. Um, yeah, I mean he's good. You know what I mean? He's a good player. Good. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt him. But it's just I gotta see it in the playoffs. Oh no, for sure. I think mean, I mean, I mean we're gonna see a little something for the Clippers. I'm, I'm gonna call that. I'm gonna go ahead and remember that, guys. Yeah, they remember, and look. It's funny. They just got spanked 135, 103 to Houston the other day. So uh, we'll see. Yes, sir. Yeah, Doc, get him ready. Coach him. All right. And grand finale, you know, once I think they're going to announce this during during this, maybe this first or second round matchup, but you all will be hearing James Harden announced as the MVP. Ooh, I don't know about that. I think that this is this is one of the tightest uh, MVP races that we had in a little minute. Um, it, it's, it's really a, at this point, it's really a toss-up. I think we need all even even though there's three games left in the regular season. I think these still matter as far as like what the votes are gonna go towards. I think I think this man Giannis Antetokounmpo is gonna get the job done and get that MVP. I think they're gonna go ahead and I think this is this season. It will be online with the previous winners that they give it to Giannis. But let me tell you what I can't ignore. Okay. All right. Uh, here's a, here, one moment. No, you good. Because I actually have to pull out, pull out the note. Oh, say so yeah, no. Here's, here, here's what I can't ignore. He's leading by a very slim margin in PER, Giannis is. I mean, I'm sorry, um, James is. James, so that's, that's player efficiency, mm. right? He's second in the league in steals. Now, here's where I really gotta shine the light 36 points 44 percent six boards seven assists 36 points when last time you heard somebody say 36 points come on 
I'm talking about in the it's season. a few lists. It's a short right. list. I'm talking about Kobe and and, and and Wilt and you know them boys that did that rarefied air. He's at 30 versus every team in the league this year. Only player to ever do that. Nobody else on that list but James. I don't even know how many games he scored 30 in a That's row. Very impressive. But you remember the streak. Mm-hmm. Houston currently is three games behind first place, and they had to sustain major injuries to Chris Paul and Clint Capella for a while. So with all that being said, they're three games behind go to state about a half one and a half games behind Denver and he's the reason why him and Chris Paul but mainly him averaging 36 points a game I don't even I didn't even mention how many times he scored 50 and 60 because those are outliers but but that to me is you can't overlook it that remind me when Russell Westbrook averaged a double the first time and they gave it to him, even though his team was about probably about the fourth, fifth, or eighth seed that year. Yeah, sixth seed that year. So these boys literally got carried. I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like Harden, one man. Harden honestly, if Russell, if Russell Westbrook didn't exist, Harden should have got that MVP that year. But that 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 season, mm-hmm. I, Harden should already have to. It's just because that man Westbrook numbers were just so astronomical. It just in just. Out of this world, they just had to give it to him. It was just undeniable. He averaged a triple double, exactly. And it's the first year after Kevin Durant left. So you know people write these stories, you right. know, it was, a, it was a great story at the time. First year without KD, average triple double. That's tough. Yeah. Carry team to the playoffs. Nice. Real quick before you go back into your case for Harden, as far as like the MVP goes, what are some of the things that you mainly look for? I was I was just kind of thinking about some different categories. Most valuable player. Who is the best player? On their team this so year. It, so, so, so let me uh, break it down. So as far as like, well, so what matters most to you as far as like? So I was thinking about some different categories. So like, in the, as far as like maybe like individual production, team success. Like, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it as a whole. I'm looking at it at the season, mm-hmm. right? And then I want to say, if it was if James Harden was averaging 30 by itself or 28, 29, I give it to, I give it to Giannis. But brothers have 36. So, case in case point. 36, man. That's, that's a number that I don't see in, in in all my years of watching basketball. Last time I see somebody average that type of, that type of points was Kobe. Okay. And his record is way better than Kobe's when he was out in 30 and 34 and 36. Do you, do you feel do you feel like narr- like the narrative and the historic like precedent of maybe this season has should have any influence over who should get it, or do you think it should be more just based on team success and overall production? Like, do you think like the narrative should drive somebody to get it, or like the historic? Not for me, it, it drives it in overall because that's how Russell got it through narrative and through historical mm-hmm. precedents. That's yeah. how he got it. But it, it's it's season by season. If if he was going up against like the year where Steph Curry was unanimous like Golden State set that record you gotta give it to Golden State because they set the record you know right. what I mean ain't nothing you could do about that but this year he going up against Giannis with comparable comparable wins you know Giannis had the best team in the league right now but it's 58 versus like 52 wins so it's close it ain't like it's a runaway margin 
And then, but I think what is a runaway, all those other stats that I mentioned are runaways. So it's just, uh, to me, it's, it's like a scale. And then if you put the wins on the scale, Giannis going to tip it over a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But then when you add all the stats plus Harden wins, plus the injuries he sustained, next thing you know, the scale just get way and way and way more weighed down. Mm-hmm. That's where it come in. Just weighing up everything, putting putting all putting everything in perspective and taking a step back and saying, who do I have to pick for MVP this year? I only can make one pick. Who do I gotta be? And the whole year, all I think about is James Hardy. No, I mean, I definitely I definitely was with you for a majority of the season with Harden. And, and when we were talking about this, I think we, we definitely, I feel like we both share the sentiment that we both feel like both of them are more than deserving of the award. And we feel like, oh, yeah. like not nah, saying that one deserves it more than the other, but just as far as like who we think. Um, I'm, uh, did you have any other points about with Harden or anything like that before I go into my Yonder point? Oh, no. Nah. Right after 36 points a game. 36. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm glad, I'm glad you bring that up. So, like you said, um, Harden joined a – when the season ends, it's going to be averaging around 36. That's going to be unprecedented for a majority of players that come in the NBA. So, there's only a select few that are in that group. I'm going to go – so, as far as like the MVP race goes and the scoring performances, I actually have a couple to like to deep dive a little bit in the numbers. So, um, in NBA history, people that averaged a little bit more than 36 or below. So, we, uh, let's talk about the GOAT. 1986, Jordan, he averaged 37, 5, and 6. And they went to the playoffs. But did he win MVP? No. Uh, Magic Johnson won it that year. He averaged 24, 6, and 12. And the Lakers were the number one seed, 65 wins. Uh, 63, Wilt. 36.8 points in 22 and 5. And he, his team went 48 and 32. Did he win that MVP? He did not. Oscar Robertson won and he averaged 31, 10, and 11. Uh, Damn, yeah, that's tough. No, so uh, 1966, Rick Barry, he averaged uh, 35, 9, and 3. Did not win the MVP. That was Will. He averaged 24 and 24 and 8. And his team went 68 and 13. Um, to get a little bit more recent, Kobe Bean, like you said, that was a good call out. Kobe Bean averaged 35, 5, and 4. And his team went 45 and 37. They were the seventh seed. Did not win MVP. Steve Nash won it, who averaged 18, 4, and 10. And that's a and that's a travesty. That's highway robbery. Right. So that just kind of shows like the scoring is very impressive. But that, that, that if in the eyes of the viewers, uh, of the MVP voters, that's not something they really like emphasize, even though it's a huge accomplishment. Now, I'm looking at Giannis's numbers just to put that in perspective. Now, he he's averaging 27, 12, and six. His team is the number one seed, and not only that, he's literally the. He, I feel like the, as far as the MVP award, he's the best player on the best team. He probably in will. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. It, 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 when I was looking at the numbers, it's just he's it's, it's a reason they call him the Greek freak. Like he's the only, he's the only player. Well, he's he's one of only two players in the league right now that's averaging one steal and one block every game. Number one, the defensive rating. What defensive rating is for those that don't know, it's basically how much points that that person has scored on for a hundred possessions solely because of their laps in the defense. 
and he has the best rating with 98.9. So basically, on 100 possessions, like 200 possible points, he's only letting up less than half. And he's number three in defensive win shares. And what defensive win shares is basically that's how much wins is added to your overall record by that individual person solely on their defense and on their own. And he's also they also the Bucks are the number one defensive team, number three in offense, and he's doing all this on 33 minutes. That's minutes like that. He's playing 33 minutes and doing all this. So. I think I think Yadis is gonna win it. Harden definitely deserves it because what he did when Chris Paul and all the boys were down, and because the Rockets, I had the Rockets down to now. Cause I was like, boy, these boys are peaks before this season. But this man put on literally had to put on a, this historic run to keep those boys in the playoffs, and that was definitely very impressive. And I feel I feel and I feel like he, Harden should already have to. He's been an amazing player. It's just the people that just run with him are just having crazy seasons when he's having crazy seasons. So it's just tough. But Giannis is uh, he's just the best two A player in the league right now. Just on both ends. He's just disgusting. Yeah, he yep, he is the best two A player in the league right now. He's crazy good on defense, crazy good on offense. If you pick Giannis to win, I'm not gonna argue against oh, yeah, you. Sure. I just literally can't ignore what I'm seeing because my eyes light up like when have I ever seen this in my lifetime? It's been a while. Like, when I've been actively watching, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I know he just brought Allen Iverson. People in that era were doing it. But now I'm watching it like live on fold. Right. I'm like, dang. Like, this man the MVP. This man carrying this team. This man average 36. This man had a 30 point versus every team. This man had a 30 point streak. Unbelievable. Only comparable to Will. This man averaged this man number one in PER. He's doing all this in this team third in the West. Yeah, it's nice. 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 No, it's amazing, honestly. Nice. No, back to back, me. Yeah, he he definitely deserved another back to back. But I think this is Giannis, just because they have that number one. Also, well, I, I, if they get to sixty wins, I think that's gonna be the closing argument on the Giannis thing. I think they get to the sixty wins, and what the season's doing, he's the. And they get sixty wins. I think they got fifty nine now. Yeah, I think they have to, Yeah, I think they have fifty nine now. So I think as long as they. He played great tonight versus. Yeah, Philly. I dropped forty-five, and I'm I'm very impressed because I really thought that they were going to rest him a lot more before the playoffs, like they've been doing some other players, especially with because he tweaked his ankle too. But no, nah, he's been he's been carrying on, man. He's been trucking through. We just had different philosophies, so both know both are deserving. Just just way different philosophies in terms of you going with that. Sports writer approach, <laughs> and I'm going with that. That gutter, gutter, man. That you know what I mean. That I just can't ignore what I'm seeing oh, right no, now. For sure. Like, it's just, it's just, I, I'm, I'm stuck. Just, I'm going with the Russell Westbrook year. You going with the historical precedence. So, so we'll see. We'll see what the uh, what the what the voters think about it, and and, and what way they want to go. But I think Giannis will win. But I think Harden should win. Harden has been the better player for his team this year. Giannis been a Giannis been the most consistent player on the best team. Nah, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's definitely gonna be an interesting debate until um, we get down to the brass tacks at the end of the season. So it's gonna be very interesting for sure. Oh, well, yeah, it was, it, 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 yeah. As far as. The MVP race goes. I just, I can't. I just can't wait for a good playoffs. I think both Harden 
and Giannis will do real good in the playoffs. So hopefully Harden gets over his issues that he has when he gets to the postseason so he can have a real interesting push to the MVP today and the award. Exactly. So all we can do is is root for a good playoffs and for some competitiveness in both conferences because we know who's going to win it all. We just need to see who's going to get there and how we're going to get there. So, um, you know, don't count. I don't count anybody out just yet. I will leave that part up to to the seven-game series. So until then, all I know is it was a great year in basketball. They kept my attention all year. So let's hope the playoffs keeps my attention as well. Yeah, no, yeah. hopefully we can get ready for, in store for a real good season for sure. Playoffs. All right, Dumaka. Any last words? Man, this, this has been the Wire to Wire podcast. We're going to be more consistent. We're going to be on the schedule. I know we've been saying that, but on God, we just got a little bit older. We, we get a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? We got to just get a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? I know. We get it right, though. We get it right, We got a little older, a little wiser. Yeah, a little, okay, little wiser. Okay, We're starting to understand the importance of scheduling. You know, that's the part that I feel like we were more lacking on to not deliver the consistent content. But, yeah, this is all about but rather, rather than talking, we just going to put out this content every week and you're going to start becoming addicted to it and looking forward to it because baseball season coming up. So pretty much after um, after a while, you're going to have to come to us for some type of sports news. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Stephen A, they be running that man ragged, man. You got to... Uh... Let him get a break. Whenever they, exactly. give, whenever they give him a vacation, man, switch us on, bro. That's what it's right. Hey, exactly. We're gonna be, um, we're gonna be taking some jobs pretty soon, y'all. Yeah, no, exactly, man. Um, hit us up too. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put all the info. I'm gonna put all the socials. I'm gonna put the email in the bio, on when you click on there in the at details. Wire, the number two, Wire Sports. Yeah, at, at iCloud.com for the email. Yeah, Wire to Wire, the number two for the Twitter. All that other good stuff. We're going to have everything going strong. Um, give us any suggestions. If y'all want to hear us talk about anything, hit us up. Uh, rate and review. Download that Anchor app. Uh, Got to pay that rent, so shout out to Anchor. Uh, shout out to Anchor. Yeah, download hey, the app. Man. Listen to us. We also go on that iTunes, too. Everybody got that iPhone, so you know, download that. Um, Anything else you want to say before we go, man? Salutations. Yeah, sir. It was a pleasure working with y'all. Have a good night.